Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of the Wrestling Fans Insight. We're here live on Twitter Space. And my, I am your host, John Hoppy, as usual. And I am joined alongside by uh, Carlos. Carlos, how's it going today? It's good. Bill and Usi, I guess. <laughs> I'll take it over Scripsy still. Okay, sounds good. Because <laughs> if you ever say that shit again, I might slap you with a wet trout. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, you are violent today. You, you obviously watched them bring final battle. <laughs> hey, you know, it's been a rough couple weeks here, although one good thing's coming out of it, so that's, you know, I got to get my aggression out somewhere, so. Yeah. All right. Sounds... <laughs> I'm here for the team. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> someone's willing to take it, I guess, so. Uh, but anyways, also with with us, Heather. Heather, how are you? I'm doing good. Just been struggling a little bit with my memory as usual. And that's why I wanted to talk about y'all. I've got fibromyalgia and it causes what is fibro fog and it really screws with my memory. So I just wanted to tell y'all. So if I have a problem remembering something, y'all just bear with me. And like, I'm not very knowledgeable as William, John and Carlos, but like, I'd like to think what I make up for it with my love of the sport and my passion for the sport. So, like I said, y'all just bear with me, y'all. And that's all I got to say, John. No, I think you need to end up with your usual line. What? Roll Tide, bitches? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See? Look, this is the Wrestling Fans Insight. We're going to make sure we emphasize the word insight. Because everybody thinks, everybody thinks I meant the other word, insight. No, Look up the meaning of the word insight I have in the podcast title. You folks will understand. That's why we got that nice little bloody graphic as our cover. Is it next to Tyrus? Is that next to Tyrus? Maybe I don't read it for that reason. I don't know. But I, 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 I appreciate you sharing that, Heather, you know, because I think the big thing, you know, is getting more people that are happy, you know, on your side is just, is just sharing with people and giving people knowledge of what, what goes on. So thanks for sharing that with everybody. I really appreciate it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, because sometimes I feel kind of like dumb, like if I don't remember what happened on the matches or something, but I'm just like, I'm trying to like do my best like to keep up. But like, it's just sometimes my mind is just like. No, you can't remember that. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just doing my best, but like I'm just trying to keep up with like the matches that I do remember and just go over those. That's the best thing I can do. Like, just keep up with it as best I can. Well, and that's I, I, I personally I started taking notes because I because I'm like always thinking twenty things at one time. So I was like, if I don't take notes, I won't remember. I'm like, oh yeah, what happened yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I got I keep up with the winners and losers as best I can. And then like the um the matches, you know, that I, I try to keep up with, you know, there's some ones that really stick out. I remember those, and I, I try to keep up with the different ones. But you know, sometimes I just draw a blank, like I'm really what happened. I'm like through it and everything. But you know, like I said, I'm doing the best that I can. No, and we appreciate it. I mean, yeah, fiber out, myalgia, I can't say I experience it. The only thing I can really say that I have close to it is gout, and gout is not exactly fun either. I don't ever wish that upon even my worst enemies. But fibromyalgia is definitely much worse because it can, it can really take a toll on you, not just on the physical pain. But it, like you said, it it can cause brain fog and it will mess you up. And yeah, it really does. People don't understand, especially when if they never experience that. 
I don't, like I said, I don't wish it upon them, but if they ever understood the type of pain that is, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's not an invisible illness, folks. It, it, it's real. It's just as you know, real as any yeah. other disease out there. It's not fun. And it goes back to what the message is a lot. You know, a lot of our friends on, you know, on Twitter talk about, you know, just kindness, you know, because that's because that's the real reality of the world is that we don't know what everybody's dealing with, you know, every day of their lives. You know, for some people, just getting out of bed is it's it's a, it's the biggest it's a big thing. So I think that's why, you know, again, we got to just kind of spread that message of just being kind to one another and wrestling's fun. And, and, you know, it's fun to debate but at the end of the, at the end of the day. We all have love for each other, too. And that's what makes it fun. You know, but I think that's why it's just always being about positivity and kindness. Because, you know, we don't know the struggles that people have, that deal with every day in their daily lives, you know. So I think that's why it's important just to treat, treat others like you want to be treated and show them that kindness. Exactly. And, you know, when everybody hears our show, if it's like a first time and they hear us, you know, being kind of like snarky with each other, we're doing it, <laughs> we're doing it out of joking because we, really we really do love each other here. And we know we just like to give each other a bunch of shit, so... You know, that, that's part of our group here is we like to have fun and make sure everybody's having a good time. And we hope you do, too, those of you who do listen to us, because, you know, life's too short to be too serious and hold grudges. I mean, you know, just be understanding of other... Well, not always be understanding, but like Carlos mentioned, be kind, be respectful, you know. What's up, you guys? Sean Ronsap. <laughs> and someone's Sorry. listening to Sean Ross Sap. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for five dollars a month, you too can join Fightful Select. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, don't worry, Fightful Select will charge us a fee here on the oh podcast. <laughs> no, he, he's he's a he's been wanting free plug, so there you go, SRS. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. But anyways, yes, thank you again for your message, Heather. I I think sometimes with us getting the reminders out there, you know, people go through different things. You know, be kind, be respectful. People go through lots of different things, especially mental health-wise. Physical pain that we don't know each other, what each other's going through, so... But at the same time, no, don't, don't be so hard on yourself because you do you do a great job and you bring yes. a lot to the podcast. So so that's the one thing I would tell you too. Like, girl, you bring a lot to this podcast and you're you're definitely a, a integral part and you have a lot of knowledge, you know. And that's just it. I think we all there's different. You know, every fan should be with whatever their knowledge is or their fandom. Like, that's a great thing too. We all we all, we all represent the spectrum too. So you offer a great deal to this podcast, and I'm glad to be doing it with you. Thank you. I appreciate that because I'm really doing the best I can. Well, and. I built this platform, too, to get everybody's views across because, you know, we all have different opinions on how we see the product. But at the same time, it's fun to get together and talk about it, too. And we enjoy having you, Heather. Like Carlos said, I think you're being too hard on yourself because we're just here to have fun. And I, I want to give a shout-out to Heather because ever since she's joined our team, I have noticed quite a difference in her she first started out very shy and a little bit reserved but now she's not afraid to go vulgar and slap the shit out of either of us so you know <laughs> that one time we were, when we were getting to meet up in person we, were, we better watch out 
Uh, well, I'll, I, just, uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'm gonna just tell her, don't, don't forget the other cheek, you know. Well, I think, I think it was the, I think it was the original episode we started on Twitter Space where uh, I can't remember. I think I mentioned it was like someone would always ask like a random question on Twitter. If you ever had the option to meet somebody off Twitter, would you do so? And I. In a joking way, I said, I don't want to meet Heather because she's starting to turn violet on us. <laughs> it's like, hell no, I don't want to be a part of that shit. But again, if, she, if, she, if, she, if, if, if the location is a, the cellar, you know, we we know not to, you know. Like, again, if it's a, yeah. the boiler room, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have to you know, respectfully decline on or, that one. Or just make sure. I'm, or make I'll, sure. I'll have a place with witnesses. <laughs> or just make sure it's I'm on the right public. side. Make sure I'm on the right side of the jail cell, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, anyways. Well, without any further ado, we're going to get right to it. We're in episode number 38, like I mentioned before. Um, we're going to just kind of get through the weekly programming fast because the main part of this episode today, we're going to focus on Ring of Honor's final battle pay-per-view and also NXT's premium live event deadline which happened all last night uh saturday december the 10th so um any thoughts going into raw right off the bat you two i, I mean I, you know i think it's a good week to kind of skip over it to be honest like i just um, <laughs> you know like, i i did you know i just i didn't think it was that great of an episode you know i just kind of thought you know like it was a good opening bout, you know, it's like, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was entertaining for me, but it wasn't the greatest, if I'm being honest. And the, 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 um, the main event really fell flat to me. It was just like, I feel, I feel like they just feel, I feel like the women just feel like they, I feel like they want better storylines and they're, they're kind of just going through the motions of being honest. Well, I thought the women deserved the main event. But not the women they used. I think they, exactly. It should have been. It should have been swept around. Exactly. I totally agree. With it you should. To yeah. me, it should have been Bailey, Oscar, and Rhea Ripley in the main event. And yeah, I agree with that. To me, they should have switched spots with Alexa, Nikki, and Becky Lynch. There, so that was. I feel like a good a good problem that they. they sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead. I feel, I feel like they, they, they have like a, I feel like WWE has a good problem like where again like I feel like you know like when when they come to town like fans are like oh WWE's in town like let's go watch them you know but but at the same time the fans that go aren't really passionate about, about the product and it's like so it comes across on TV and it's like and I guess like it's a good problem to have because like you know they're making money and they're selling they're selling good t- tickets but I rather have the AEW crowd of three thirty five hundred who are passionate and are into everything because it just it just makes the product seem so long and especially with a three hour broadcast it's just like it's so it's like it's a chore you know but it's still fun I still enjoy watching it but it just doesn't flow well because the crowd's not into it and they just they're in it's like you know like I mean hello be looking getting around look how. Even the rampage crop pop for for um for Trent, the guy from NXT, you know, like and that's like that's the guy some of them haven't seen on their TVs, and just that kind of pop was like, man, I wish WWE had that kind of energy. And like I said, if, if, it's just if, I think feel like it's something they have to work on because again, they're selling those tickets because again, like I think people see like, oh, WWE's coming to town, let's go, it's Monday Night Raw or it's SmackDown. But I just wish those those fans that were paying that good money to go just had more passion and were there to have more fun because it would just make the show that much more that much more enjoyable. And I feel like it also would make the make the competitors want to do more, you know? 
I said, I feel like they're performing in front of me in a library. <laughs> right. And, you know, crowd says everything with how, how, performers, how performers will execute. And, you know, in every rest, every town is different. You know, it just depends, yeah. just depends where they land. I mean, obviously, you go to Chicago. That you know, we're going to this week, so we'll be seeing. Yeah, yeah. You go to Chicago, you better expect a wild crowd. But you could end up, you could end up somewhere like Lincoln, Nebraska, and you probably get crickets. You know. (laughs) Yeah, but still, but even AEW goes up to all those places, and the crowds are still lively. Like I said, it's like a, it's just people are going because of the name recognition. But it's like, man, have some fun. Throw some t-shirts out during the break or something, man. Get this crowd going. Give out free coffee or Starbucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all the political nuts would go crazy with the Starbucks. But <laughs> oh, geez. Well, yeah, just, right. just being a smart ass, but anyhow. Do you guys have Dutch Bros, Heather? No, not that I know of. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right, Dunkin' Donuts. There we go. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually just barely started getting Dutch Bros here in Utah. So, oh, nice. Yeah, they're starting to pop up everywhere, almost like Jack in the Box now. Right. But anyhow, let's uh, get right to the results real quick. Uh, for Monday Night Raw, the Usos get the victory over Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens. Bailey defeats Oscar and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match for to battle whoever wins the later triple threat match to determine a number one contender. Why not just make it a six woman match? Who knows? Uh, Mustafa Ali <laughs> gets a DQ yeah. victory over Austin Theory, which was supposed to be for the United States Championship, but we all know ch- titles don't change on those. On a disqualification or countout, sorry, I should have specified. Uh, the OC gets a victory over Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin, which I kind of find that little injustice for Corbin being repackaged. Uh, Dominic Mysterio gets a victory over Akira Tozawa, and as we mentioned earlier in the main event, Alexa Bliss defeats Nikki Cross and Becky Lynch in the second part of the Triple Threat Women's Match, so... I believe it's next week we're going to end up seeing Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, and the winner of that ends up being the... Oh, sorry, my bad. I was just yawning. <laughs> <laughs> you little smartass. Alexa Bliss and Bailey will end up facing next week, and the winner ends up being number one contender for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship, which I'm not sure. I would imagine that's going to end up being on a Raw episode, because... We're still quite a ways from the Royal Rumble there. Yeah, going right into the NXT, Axiom gets a victory over Vaughn Wagner and Andre Chase, which was supposed to be for the final spot for NXT Deadline's men's Iron Survivor match. Tony D'Angelo didn't waste any time, gets a victory over Zion Quinn. Charlie Dempsey. (laughs) Charlie (laughs) Dempsey. Yeah, you're just at it today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like the, the old guys in the Muppets, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is something I would have expected out of Heather, not you. <laughs> uh, I'm blaming blaming Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, but uh, where did I leave? Oh, Charlie Dempsey gets the victory over Hank Walker. Uh, Isla Dawn, quick victory over Thea Hale. 
Briggs and Jensen gets a victory over B Blade and Inafe. And in the main event, it was a triple threat match where the winner gets the final spot in the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge at Deadline. Indy Hartwell gets the victory over Fallon Henley and Wendy Chu. And going right to the straight to the SmackDown, we got the Usos defeating the team of Sheamus and Butch, which was for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. We had a no contest with the Viking Raiders going against Legato del Fantasma. Thank you, Hit Row, for ruining that. Uh, Ricochet and the New Day get a victory over Imperium. And in the SmackDown main event, I guess you can call it that, it was a women's tag team match where Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox, which I think we got an Ipset victory over Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. This week just kind of seemed a little off, if to be honest. Like I said, I wasn't able to watch much of the weekly programming. But as I'm looking through my notes, um, I mentioned it earlier with the Raw segment. I thought the main event should have been switched with the other women's triple threat. To me, the rest of the Raw just kind of seemed a little off the wall. We had the Usos going against Riddle and Kevin Owens. I'm not sure where Riddle really fit in. Um, the whole Mustafa Ali, Austin Theory deal. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there like some involvement from Dolph Ziggler on that match? Yeah, Dolph Ziggler came in and um, got got a hold of Austin Theory. I think he kicked him or something. And then so it was disqualification. Yeah, so much for that brain fog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just watched Raw last night. I just watched Raw last night. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, at least somebody did. Uh, Heather gets the Good Monkey Award this week, so. Uh, going into the uh, OC defeating Alpha Academy, Baron Corbin. Like I mentioned, that didn't make sense. You just repackaged Baron Corbin and. Now we got him on a two-straight match losing streak. We need to get him away from that. Dominic Mysterio, Akira Tozawa, not sure where that was going either. That doesn't really even make sense on paper. So, so like, my thoughts for the opening bout is, like, I'm hoping maybe that we see Riddle return with Randy. I don't know if Randy's good for... Um is going to be good. Yeah, but I'd love to see him. I'd love to see them come back at WrestleMania. Then maybe the same thing we could see maybe hopefully with Reigns where they can maybe Riddle and Randy fight fight um, Usos for the tag titles on night one and maybe the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on night two for the SmackDown titles. Um, I didn't get why Candice wasn't in a triple threat match instead of Bailey, especially since Candice picked up a big singles win last week. I just kind of feel like, again, if you're going to have somebody win on television, give them a, give them a, give them a match the next week to have the kind of a payoff for that. Um, I thought it was a good match with this, with the Corbin, with Corbin and them in the OC, but I feel like Corbin and Alpha Academy should have won. Um, I like the stare down with Rhea and, and Becky. I thought that was amazing. I like their, I like, they used to have instant chemistry, but I hope we get a payoff for that because again, for me, um, I feel like Becky's going to win the rumble. She's going to SmackDown, but I guess we'll have to let time, let time see that. And then I like, again, I like seeing the street profits come out to kind of help out, um, you know, with, um, with with the whole thing with so i feel like they're gonna eventually enter the the feud with edge hopefully with the with the judgment day um after you know because i was gonna beat up 
And and for me, for, I'll, I'll really skip the comments on on NXT for until we get to the um, until we get to the pay per view or the premium live event. The one thing for me though, it was like I feel like I would just like when they're gonna build. And again, this goes for all the shows when they're gonna when they have a live when they have a premium live event or pay per view coming up. I would just like to see more of the people involved in the premium live event on the card. I feel like there was just too many people that weren't really involved with the with the premium live event. Like I would have liked to see Carmelo, like let's see Car- Carmelo and Grayson Waller team up against, you know, against JD Madonna and, you know, and um, what's his name? I forget the other guy's name that was in the match. But, you know, just like a, just like a, a tie, um, a, a, a tie of match between the competitors instead of like another match where no one's really even in the premium live event, but it, it just would have played better for me. And I feel like the whole, um, and I feel like the whole main event segment was just flat. There was too many heels in that for that kind of, for the Grayson Waller effect. And that was just a really bad segment to end, to end the night on. Um, as far as raw goes, again, it was, it was a good, it was a good thing, but I wouldn't have that much talent. I don't want to just see three, what's really two match, two match, three matches on the card. Cause we really didn't get the other match. Um, I feel like that was a good opening match, but at the same time, once drew was taken out of the match, I feel like I, I knew that the Usos were going to win. So I feel like having drew in the not having drew just kind of took away from the match for me and it kind of had no, no thing. Um, I'm ready for it. Well, even though I really, I, cause I feel like they were really done dirty by Vince. Um, you know, I was like, it was Vince back for the night because it seemed like a Vince kind of smackdown to me. Um, I love seeing Jason Jordan, the Kurt Angle reunion. I thought that was really cute. Um, and I, one thing I didn't like about SmackDown is I didn't like Ricochet saying that he never got his 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 uh, title reshot because he did, and Gunther kicked his ass. So, <laughs> but but you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him. You know. I'm rooting for him. And I, and I do like that they actually did a video package for Tegan, you know, kind of highlighting her past from NXT. It's like, was that that hard? You know, like it got me, I actually got me invested in this. I thought that was good. So, um, and then again, I like that we're finally going to probably see a match between Wyatt. I, I, like, I like the character development. I, I like the idea for him. I, I would like the idea of like of a good of a, like a, of a, like a alternate persona and him having two different characters. It even like, not do that why not have any you know, like maybe even like dexter loomis has like a bad good good guy bad guy persona i, I, I like where the character is going with that that's kind of all i have for WWE programming this week besides a premium live event all right heather did you have anything to add um i just like i was glad that alexa won um i just thought she needed that win and i just wanted to say something about Raw period, like it only had two <laughs> matches. Well, it had two matches, just two matches in the first hour. And uh, like, does it really need well, like, to be three hours altogether? Yeah, and like, does it really need to be three hours long? Like, you know, I don't really, I just don't understand that whole concept. Uh, like, you know, I'm not really trying to make uh, the comparison, but I guess I really am. But like, AEW and um, Rampage had three matches for the whole the match, which is only an hour long. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's like. I, it's more packed and then like raw is you know in three hours and I, that's just like i'm you know i'm really it's, i'm sorry i'm not really i'm not trying to bitch but it's just like i'm you know i it's just i'm so it just doesn't make any sense to me for it to be a three-hour show and not hardly have any matches in it but I you know, agree I guess with you. yeah i mean i, I guess that's the whole that's the ahead. whole sports entertainment thing i guess you know well, no, just I think in this, in this day and age where people we we like we're getting smaller and smaller attention spans. I feel like you know, like they should go the route of NXT. Like in NXT, you'll get like eight matches in two hours, and it's like you have the talent for it. And that's the thing. That's that's one thing. And my big 
things too. Like they have to, they don't have all these superstars. If you have the talent, give me some more matches, you know, give me one long match. That's what I would like. Like, the, like, like let the main event be 20 minutes, you know, but like everything else, like I'm like you, like we all, like as we're all, we're getting shorter and shorter attention spans every day of our lives. Like give me some shorter matches. Cause asking me to sit through these long matches with like two commercial breaks is just too much. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, mean, I feel, I feel, yeah. That's been my gripe for quite some time is raw being a three hour show. I think you got just as much talent on the Raw than you do the SmackDown, but you still see a lot of crossover between the two brands. The one thing I would say I always change about Raw is move it back to two hours, but the problem is you see the money. You see, well, you see promotion, you see a lot of promo to match ratio, and it's so scattywampus. And that might be just because I'm old school pro wrestling fan. You didn't have all this extra promo shit that you see in the ring or off stage, whatnot, than what you saw back, like, you know, in the Crockett days or, like, when you watched an episode of WWF Superstars. You know, that was only one-hour programming, and shit, I think they had more matches in Superstars than they do on Raw, you know? Just like Heather mentioned, it's... I don't know, and I don't know everything to the business, for sure. I... Can't really say what's really success or not, but in my opinion, I I just don't like that. I I would rather see more matches, but you, in the sense that Jim Ross has mentioned many a times on Grilling with Jr., you can actually still tell the story in the ring in the match, and I think they need to find somehow find that recipe and put it back in the stew pot. And like go back to like how the like, when like Raw used to do like I mean back in the day during the Attitude Era like have the promo with the match you know like have them go out and talk for thirty seconds or whatever then that leads into the match and they need to start doing more of that stuff instead of just the backstage promos this promo this other it's like have it all intertwined together and just make more sense because to me it's like they book just a oh we got to fill up three hours but it's like fill it up with action you know. Like that's my same thing with the pre- even the premium live events. It's like I don't need to see a recap when you just had a when you just had a when you just had a you know like a pre-show that recapped everything. Like quit treating me like like someone. Like I I was watching one of those shows on Fightful and they they made it too. Quit treating me like I'm dumb. Like quit treating me like I'm so stupid. Like I don't re- remember any of this stuff. Like re- re- reward, re- like reward my fandom and the fact that I am a loyal watcher and just and just get to the action, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, that's one thing even Ted the Hillbilly Hills mentioned on his program a lot of the times. I, he doesn't see a point to watching the weekly programming. He just waits for the premium live event because pretty We're much. Recap it all anyways, yeah. you, you've already <laughs> seen the story just in the recap, so what's the point? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The WWE kind of defeats themselves doing that. They sometimes. do, they totally do, yes, absolutely. And that's, I don't really have anything else on the weekly programming. Did, Heather, did you have anything else to add? I'm, no, I'm just tired of the freaking Usos. Usos, yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you really... <laughs> Heather, do you need a hug today, or do I need to send you some more peppermint ice cream? Oh, I never did. Shit. I'm just like, every time they come out there and they say something, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, you're going to win. Okay, bye. <laughs> I, just, I, just have, I just have, for their for their sake, they never wear a Georgia shirt anywhere in public because that'll really set her off. <laughs> uh, yeah, this won't be the wrestling fans inside. It'll be yeah. college football fans inside. No. 
We're, we're going to take a small break and we're going to come back to our thoughts on NXT deadline. All right, let's talk some NXT deadline. Uh, we'll go over the results real quick. For the opening, the women's Iron Survivor match ended up being uh, the underdog, Roxanne Perez, defeating Kiana James, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, and Cora Jade. Isla Dawn gets a victory over Alba Fire. I think we're going to see Alba Fire go main roster here very shortly based off that. For the NXT Tag Team Championship, the New Day become the new champions after defeating Pretty Deadly. For the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge, and it really pains me to say this, Grayson Waller gets the victory over Carmelo Hayes, Axiom, Joe Gacy, and JD McDonough. And in the NXT Championship match, which I felt this was definitely Braun Breaker's best match yet, he, Braun Breaker retains the championship over Apollo Crews. And why don't we start with Heather first this time. Heather, what was your thoughts overall with this premium live event? Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was glad that Roxanne won the Iron Survivor thing. Like, Booker T was so proud. He was over there crying and stuff. Like, I, that was like that was just the best right there. And I'm thoroughly enjoyed the new day versus pretty Deadly night so it was just a fun entertaining match right there especially when they did the twerk off like that was just so funny and then they did the tribute to eddie guerrero where they passed the belt around then they all fell out in the ring like that was just the funniest uh i could not stand the fact that grayson waller won like i literally could not stand that um but like i just i enjoyed the whole program like and then i was thankful that Braun retained his championship uh, I mean, there's like the shit with the official with Aladon and Albafire. Like, what was that? Like, that was just weird. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like, it was a pretty good show all around. Well, the the whole thing with that was that was the referee that Aladon sprayed the poison mist uh, in this week's programming of NXT. I guess after Aladon got the victory over uh, Thea Hill. Alba Fire came in to try to get revenge on Isla Dawn, and she was about to actually spray the poison mist on Alba Fire, but Alba Fire ducked, and the official that refer that was officiating that match was the one that took the mist to the face. Oh yeah! So it was more of kind of like he got the witchcraft spell from Isla Dawn, and it as as soon as Isla Dawn touched him in that match. That's when he started doing all that hocus pocus okay, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was just like, "What the hell is this shit? Like, what is he doing?" <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the program. I, I thought it was really good. And and honestly, I kudos. I I thought the referee did a good job with that spot too. <laughs> I mean, it it actually made me laugh. My wife actually came down and watched a little bit of Deadline with me, and she. Even thought that was pretty awesome once I explained it to her what had happened. And so, but anyways, Carlos, you're up to bat. 
So I just want to start off with a shucky ducky quack quack in honor of Booker T. <laughs> 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 um, so again, like I was telling John earlier before we started, like I I kind of just I I, I was at because I was, had to work yesterday, so I was kind of I had made a decision just kind of listen to the first half of the program on my phone as while I was working, but then after hearing so much about how Keanu James kind of killed it. I went back to and watched the match and it was a really good match. And again, I wish they would just dump her gimmick because she's a really good wrestler. And I wish she would have got a pinfall in that. Um, because, they, but again, all the women killed it. My biggest thing coming out of deadline is I want to see a lot of call-ups for the women's roster. Like John and I were talking earlier. I'd like to see, you know, toxic attraction, indie, um, and then also, um, Start. Up a fire and, and, and then start all come up. Just bring them all up to Raw because Raw needs the women and, and, and we just add so much to the storylines. Um, but again, I was happy for Roxanne. I enjoyed the, having Booker T on commentary for her win. You know, it was like the proud little. Rosemary's on line one and she wants to know why you're still in her gimmick. Because uh, that's what I feel like when I see Isla Dawn, I feel like it's, a, I feel like it's a, rip, a knockoff of Rosemary from Impact Wrestling. That's honestly my opinion of her. Um, and again, I just hope it means her, her win hopes that I hope it means Alba Fire is coming to Raw. Um, the New Day pretty deadly. That was a great match. I, I shared Heather's sentiments. I thought that was whole, the whole thing with the belt thing was great. And again, it was a really great match. And again, this is it's a different thing of tag team wrestling. You know, and that was just more sports entertainment. But again, they really wrestled well in the match. I loved it. So again, I like pretty deadly the fact that they wore Christmas attire, and I think the reason for giving New Day the win was I hope that it means you know I think with them touring again with Vengeance Day, I think they want a big name on the card. And again, just like the women, I hope that this loss means that Pretty Deadly is moving up to the main card because I think Raw could use another heel tag team besides Alpha Academy always having to take the loss. Um, and again, I love Grayson Waller, so I don't know why we're getting all this Grayson Waller slander. I mean, you guys just like make sure just like you guys treat the Miz, but I again. I hope, and I hope Ted. I told I was the whole time I watched this match. I just keep thinking about Ted the Hillbilly Hill because Grayson was totally doing hill 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 antics during the whole match. Just his psychology and the way he was playing the match. I mean, he looked like he looked like a like a like a seasoned vet out there. I just I love this. I love the psychology of the match. Him running away at the end, getting the pins right away, attacking the guys outside. I just I really thought Grayson Waller had a big a big big night, and again I hope that his win means Carmelo's coming up to the card. I would love to see Carmelo versus Seth freaking Rollins at Wrestle at WrestleMania. I think that'd be a good match for Rollins. Um, and then again a good win a good win from Bra for Braun. But again I'm, I was kind of ready to see him losing get called up too. So again hopefully this all means that maybe Grayson Waller's winning the belt at New Year's Evil, but. Again, it was a good card, a perfect amount of matches, and it flowed really, really well. And again, I was I was pleasantly surprised pleasantly surprised by the Iron Survivor Challenge matches. I think it's a good gimmick match for NXT, especially after losing war games. Yeah, and we've seen a similar event. I can't remember what the hell it was called, but WWE tried the similar idea many years ago with the ECW Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship. Um but it was a much different format. It was five guys in the match, but the match went a certain amount of time. I believe it was like 30 minutes, if I remember right, 25, 30 minutes. But the rule was if you score the pinfall, somebody has to beat you with it before the time, and whoever scored the last pinfall before time ran out, they were then announced the champion. This was a little bit of a different format. I love the way it went to a point style. I do like the fact that if you got pinned or submitted, uh, 
you had to go into a penalty box. The only thing I did not like as far as the concept was the time of your penalty like started the minute you left the ring. And I think the only thing I would change about the Iron Survivor Challenge, I would change it to a 30-minute match and the penalty at time doesn't start counting down until you actually enter the penalty box. That's that's one thing I, I would those changes. I think that's a good change. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I, I think that's the only change I would make to the Iron Survivor match if they do that again. And I hope they do because I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought all ten competitors did really well, and really there wasn't a bad match the entire Premium Alive event. I was actually really impressed with Isla Dawn because I've really never watched her wrestle before, and. She really impressed the hell out of me with Alba Fire. Um, the NXT Tag Team Championship, I, it, it's nice to see a different team in there from the main roster. I'm not sure, though, that putting the championships on the New Day was the right call. I, I would have loved to have seen Pretty Deadly, to, though I'm not a fan of Pretty Deadly. I think it would have been better to see Pretty Deadly walk out with the championships and continue their reign, just to show that you know, hey, they're the they're a young team and they're still rising, and I think we're still going to see great things out of both these guys. If they make it the main roster, I I really think they're going to have a hell of a future in the tag team division. Um, as far as the NXT Championship, I mentioned before, I thought this was Braun Breaker's best showing. Apollo Crews is as athletic as he is and a great in-ring performer. I think he actually helped shine Braun Breaker a little more during this match. Absolutely. I, I think Braun Breaker is getting closer and closer to getting to be main event, or not main event, but main roster ready here shortly. I, I'd give it probably Royal Rumble, and we're going to see Braun Breaker come in and show us what he can do when he hits the big stage. And now it's AEW time for results on Dynamite. For the Diamond Diamond... Eh, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, say that five times fast. I'm not going to announce. Can you say it backwards now? Can you say it backwards now? <laughs> well, if I turn 180, maybe. <laughs> I, although Royal my, Battle Ring Diamond Knight. <laughs> yeah, smart. Eh? <laughs> uh, I've run down, so it's easier. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of that Arby's commercial when they used to do the beef and cheddar and say beef and cheddar backwards, and the guy turned his back and said beef and cheddar better. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but <Well>. <laughs> Oh hell, we're having too much fun today, but that's good. So yeah, the cough medicine we're all on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the dynamite diamond battle royal, I'm not going to announce everybody. I'm just going to say I think it was pretty well predicted by the IWC. Ricky Starks ends up being the winner, so this is going to be interesting. There's going to be two matches between Ricky Starks and MJF. The diamond. There's only going to be one match. Oh, it's only going to be one. Again, that should be one of my comments. It should be too, but yeah, I know it's a winner take all match. Oh, that's dumb, dumb, dumb. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This yep. 
I agree. If you book this right, this should be two separate matches. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yep, but I'm with you. They should put the diamond ring on the main programming and the pay-per-view have the championship on the line. That that would make sense. But well, to me, like, I, no, it could have just been on dynamite. Like, have Ricky, why, why wouldn't you want two matches? Like, soften your opponent up at the first match and then go after the gold. You know? Yeah. Like, if I was a challenger, that's what I'd want to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for updating us on that. I, I was under the assumption it was going to be two matches, so that's going to be pretty lame in my opinion. However, uh, yeah, because you would think they would maybe try to put the diamond ring on Ricky Starks while MJF focuses mainly on the championship. So, I'm yeah, I'm not sure whose thinking was on that, but that did not go the right direction. Anyhow, uh, yeah, for the TNT Championship, we see Samoa Joe retain against Darby Allen. What was a brutal match? Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeat Jericho Appreciation. Eh. Jericho Appreciation Society members Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager. We have a six-woman tag match: Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, and Layla Gray defeat the team of Madison Rain, Sky Blue, and Kiara Hogan. And in the main event, which I thought was a really awesome tag match for the AEW Tag Team Championship, they acclaim keep their gold, defeating the team of FTR. And going into Rampage, we have John Moxley defeating, I'm just going to say his last name, Takeshita, because I can't pronounce Japanese or Chinese names worth shit. No, no disrespect to the talent, I just suck at it. Uh, I'm going to say it's the Regina DeWave Championship. Hikaru Shida defeats the Bunny. Lee Moriarty and Big Bill Morrissey defeat the team of Izzy James and Clayton Bloodstone. couple of jobbers. And for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Orange Cassidy defeats uh, Trent Seven, who just made his AEW debut. I don't think he's all elite yet. But he's not. He's not? Okay, I wanted to make sure of that because I think they just barely made Rene Paquette all elite, finally. But, yeah, that was quite the surprise there. Um, Carlos, let's start with your thoughts on the programming this week. So, like, again, like we were just talking about before, I feel like, again, if, if just common sense booking would, to me, would, would it would be Ricky Starks should want two matches. And again, like I, and, and and for me, I just feel like because TK wants to keep the ring on MJS, like he's it for cheating. But it's like let's move on. He's a world champion now. He doesn't need it no more. Um, for me, like I would like I would have liked to seen like more people in the, with the diet. Like again, I feel like the whole like what was the like I want to know the rhyme and reason for who was in the battle royal for the diamond ring because it just it made no sense to me. Like I, mean, I feel like they could have done a better job of. Of having people like have feuds start with people who like are limited, like they did with Jungle Boy, who's probably gonna have a feud pretty soon with the um, with the firm. But I like I like the but again that was Jungle Boy's first time being in, in that match since since uh, the pay per view, which is kind of scary too. Um, I love the promo between Starks and MJF. Um, like I mean that was just amazing. I think like Starks held his own, and then again that hearing that he originally had knows and then he just kind of went off went off the cusp went off script and just kind of spoke from his heart like i just thought ricky Starks held the zone and again like i really hope tk doesn't drop the ball with him um 
again, I don't want to guess, but I, I, I assume I would like to see, you know, we talk about it later, but I would like to see if Ricky doesn't win the match, I would like to see Ricky go to ring of honor and, and be their champion, you know, and have, you know, and, and eventually maybe come back at the end of the year. Cause I think you got to keep that momentum. Cause he, he's proven himself that he can hang in the main event. Um, I thought Joe and Darby killed it, you know, again, I, I, but again, I don't really like Joe being a double champ when they have so much talent. Um, so I really didn't like that. Um, I don't really like that Mox didn't address what Regal said in the promo when he came to talking. Um, and then I, um, the one thing for me that I didn't like was with the six man tag. And again, this is just like kind of like lazy booking. So like, if you watch dark elevation, like Amy, Amy Sakura beat, uh, Madison rain. And so you had someone beat somebody who's never on TV. And then you now you have Madison rain on TV. Like that just take to me, like I wasn't even interested in the match. Cause I had no believability that those people stood a chance in it. Um, and again, for me, like I would like to see maybe the Forbidden Door be open. And I would like to see maybe Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles come in to team to team with um to team with um Hero Hogan and go against um Jade and the Baddies. I think that'd be kind of cool. And of course, I mean my two favorite tag teams in the main event. So of course I love that. And again, I just thought it was a great a great great day for the acclaimed. And I think that was really good that they finally got to um finally got to get the win on every FTR. And again, I think. I don't think they were really going to originally supposed to win the belts off Swerve in our glory. And I think TK Swerve had to, you know, had to change, change course when he saw like how over they were. And I think, and I think they proved him right by doing that, by just, by just their great, I mean, they they can hold their own with this great tag team. And again, um, I just thought it was an amazing, amazing main event. And I like seeing them, you know, get the win over FTR. And if we can talk about, we'll talk about it more when we talk about final battle, but I, I think FTR is on the way out of, of AEW, um, and then uh, and then of course Moxley and, and Tech should have. You know, I, I want to say the story, so I'm gonna just say. <laughs> so I, so I talk too much smack with Heather, so <laughs> KT, 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 I'm gonna say it like that. I think they did an amazing job, and I would like to see him, like to see him. Uh, I like to see him join the Blackpool Combat Club, you know. Um, and we'll talk. I talk about it more. I think I would. I would like to see him join the BCC. Um, but again, I and again I like the Thena's video package. Um, I love Bunny and Sheeta was a really good match. I keep the squash matches off Rampage again. You're, you have low ratings as it is. Um, but again, I don't I don't really need to see it. And again, I I thought it was an entertainment event, but I could I could care less because I knew I don't really see Kip as a legit threat, and I really knew he wasn't going to win. So again, it's entertaining, but to me, like if you want to get those ratings up, we need to have some more bigger matches where we don't know who the winner is going to be. That's all I got. All right. Heather, you want to give your two cents? <laughs> um, I was just glad that Ricky starts one and like I like the promo um between him and um Lord have mercy. Who was the who did he have the promo with? Uh, MJF? MJF? Yeah. <laughs> that one guy with the scarf. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that promo right there. I thought it was um it was a really good promo. And I was happy that Claudio and Willer Yuta won. And like I, what was the whole purpose of Jay Cargill and Red Velvet and Leo Gray going up Madison Rain all them? I just didn't see the purpose of that match. Um, FTR and the claim was a really good match. Um, I'm, you know, of course their claim retained. I thought, that, but it was a great match. I enjoyed that match. Um, and Rampage, uh, Moxley and somebody say the name. I can't say the name. Takeshta. Just say. <laughs> or, or as Carlos um, would say, take a shit. <laughs> That's 
I thought that was nice. But can I just say something? Um, enough with the blood. Like, I can understand, like, they like the blood, like, because a lot of people like that. But you get slightly hit and you're pouring blood. Like, I know y'all like that. I think it's just enough. Like, it's just a little bit too much. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm um, with I you. Guess, I mean, like, yeah, I think it's just getting a little, be a little bit too much. Um, but, yeah. And the the Moriarty match, okay, there was no purpose in that. Like, none at all. Um, and, <laughs> and, of course, the Orange Cassidy um, Trent Seven match, um, that was a pretty good match, too. But, yeah. But, yeah, the, enough with the blood. I have, I have one thing for you guys really quick. Do you guys think we're getting Mercedes teaming with, teaming with Soraya in January? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just, it's interesting, right? I actually just saw that where you posted in our group chat yeah. there for where it said... Uh, that she's not pretty much done with that, WWE. Yeah, that Mercedes was going to be pretty much done with WWE. And who knows? Because you see those pop up and sometimes those get planted by the talent too. Just they get the attention to drive away and then next thing you know... We ended up seeing them with the promotion that they said they were done with. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen that so many damn times over the years that I. That's why I stay away from. Try not to quote too many dirt sheets and news sources because sometimes that shit will backfire on you. At the same time, Tony Khan, he's promoting this match a month out. You know, it's pretty. I'm again. I'm. I got my eyeball emoji out. You know, I think it's gonna be. It's gonna happen. He's got to pay it off big. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, Mercedes is really as pissed off as she made it sound when she felt disrespected by WWE creative management, I would not doubt and I would not put it past her that she goes and ends up signing with AEW or Ring of Honor or any of the other independents out there. I mean, I, I truly feel if she wants to continue... Being a superstar in this industry, I I actually talked with uh, Ken, Mr. Gentleman. I don't know if you listen to the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle podcast. Um, I I was actually he actually brought it up in a tweet that he hopes that Sasha doesn't sign with AEW, and I'm kind of on the fence with that. I think right now, yeah, I wouldn't sign any kind of long term with AEW right now because. I think they're kind of having a few issues with how they book the women's division, for one. But two, I think if she really wants to drive her value up and get what she's worth from WWE, I think her best bet is to sign some small-term contracts with the independents. And, you know, don't don't do anything real long-term, just enough to keep your name around and show that you still have value in this business. And I... I think that's the direction she really needs to go if she wants to stay in professional wrestling. Well, and they're saying, they're saying that she she's that her her that her contract with New Japan is, is for is for a couple appearances. So I, I would love to see her on Dynamite as far as partner saying courtesy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that would be an interesting little twist to it, you know, like saying that she's there, you know, courtesy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think and I think that'd be a big get for New Japan Pro Wrestling too. Well, yeah. and, well, and again, like I said, if she does the short-term contracts like those, 
I, yeah. I think it's going to drive her value up and she'll get what she feels she's worth. And, and that's just it's, a, it's yeah. a smart that's, move. Yeah. It is a smart move because that's the thing. She does, WWE is on a pay her what she wants. And for me, like, I'm like her, like, I'm on Star Wars, bitches. That's what I tell them. Like, <laughs> like pay me. You know, like, like uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, that's exactly what I tell them. I'm on Star Wars, bitch. I don't, she doesn't need that and they need her, you know, and that's, uh, and again, yeah, go get that money for the women. Why not? You know, get what you think you are worth. You know, she has nothing to lose. Everything to gain. Yeah, one hundred percent with you on that. Heather, did you have a thought on that? I know. I just saw the article that that y'all had um, shared, and I don't know. They was talking about how she was, was asking for too much money or whatever. But I think she deserves everything because I think you know she did good thing for the. For the company, and I just think that she deserves whatever she's asking for. Absolutely, because she's she's a, she's a crossover star. I mean, hello, everybody loves her. Well, not, yeah. I wouldn't say everyone. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I, I mean, there's yeah. lot there's lots of mixed reactions on how her and Naomi yeah. handled that situation, and I see both sides of the argument. But you also have to look at the fact that WWE was starting to really fall if Vince McMahon kept running things and thank god the company is saving itself from that demise i think they're definitely rebounding but i think in a way where right now mercedes has the advantage she she's got the power to negotiate and drive her value up where she needs it to be and it's a smart move did i lose you two Nope, I, okay. I, 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 I'm nodding my head. Like, I agree with you. And, and again, like, I, for me, no, and like, and like someone even said, like, I was, because I was reading a thing for Melster too. I was reading about this all this morning. I was checking the different sites, and it's like, like he says, like, all these stars, and WWE's making billions of dollars. All these stars are underpaid in reality, you know? Like, they can, they can afford it, pay the woman, you know? Like, right. Um, just, I yeah. I kind of understand WWE's model because a lot of the talent makes their commission basically off off the merchandise sales and you some businesses you have to be kind of smart with like that and that's kind of like the industry i'm in um, i mean they're tires i mean john cena doesn't even have the name john cena they own it you know that's crazy right, right. they sh- to me you shouldn't own a real name i'm sorry no that's like that's nuts that's that's like saying of course when you're when you're when you're when you're first trying to get started you're gonna sign you're gonna say yeah that's fine because you want to get signed and you want to get paid but my gosh well yeah i I think a lot if a lot of them went if a lot of them were smart they would ask like find a friend in the legal business and say hey what should i do to protect myself so that i don't get screwed in case things go south and I think that's a big mistake a lot of talent make before they sign with someone like WWE. They don't know, yeah, they, they don't know their worth. They just they just take the deal because they because they want to get paid. But yeah, I right. agree with you. Yeah, so. I I think if if there was any case, you know, definitely hire an agent that knows the legal battles and how to protect your image and brand and go with that. His name's his name's Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> or Dean, what's his name now? Dean. Yeah, that's what he started as a little talent agency for all the wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> Dean yeah, Mahada, whatever his real name is, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Dean, take a shit out of this. Wow. And we will soon be seeing Carlos make a guest appearance on Smack the Raw. Smack the Raw, yeah. I forget if 
you listen, if you listen, you can have. You, if you listen, Matt Reader, you can have that one, right? <laughs> oh, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna get right into Ring of Honor final battle. And to top it off, we had Ring of Honor's final battle event last night, which was a really action-packed weekend for everything. Had Ring of Honor final battle, WW, well NXT's deadline, and UFC. So it was quite the action day yesterday. However, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. For the Ring of Honor final battle zero hour, we had Jeff Cobb defeat Mascara. Ah. I hope I pronounce it. I might need your help on that, Carlos. Mascara Dorada? Is that right? Mascara, ma, yeah, Mascara Dorado. Yeah, See, thanks. I think he does this good. Well, yeah, I would hope so by now. Nothing <laughs> 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 like a little racist host here. Uh, <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society members Matt Menard and Angelo Parker defeat the team of Eli Isom and Cheeseburger. Willow Nightingale gets the victory over Trisha Dora, and Top Flight defeats the Kingdom. And for the main card, which looked like it was a pretty damn good one. Unfortunately, I missed the first three, four matches. So, uh, A.R. Fox and Blake Christian defeat Roosh and Dralistico. Is that right? Dralisto. I think, yeah, just Dralisto. Oh, thank you. Dralistico, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Dralistico. Just, just call him the other brother. The other brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chinese names, Hispanic names, I suck at all of them. Check for the emojis later on. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, For the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Athena dethrones Mercedes Martinez. Congratulations to Athena. Acknowledge me, I'm calling that one out. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Yes, good good job, Carlos. Thank you. We're pat on the back like Barry Horowitz right here. Uh, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to go get Carlos some gold stars. Heather, can you send those on the way anytime soon? Yeah, I'll send them. Say <laughs> some rainbows. We'll be good to go. Rainbows, rainbows, and gold stars. Okay, you got it. Sweet. In the third match, I think it's. I think this is appropriate to say Keith Lee defeated Shane Taylor Promotions. Right, yeah, sounds good. Even though it was swerving our glory, but no, Keith Lee defeated Shane Taylor Promotions for the ring. Impressive! Oh my gosh, you didn't (laughs) see that match, huh? No, I didn't. I he 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 caught Shane Taylor coming off the ropes. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. You're kidding me. He, I'm not kidding. You have to go watch it. She has. He, Keith Lee caught Shane Taylor coming off the ropes yeah. in, his, in his arms. Yeah. Shane like, Taylor is yeah. not exactly. He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's some impressive. strength. It was impressive, yes. For the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championship, the embassy dethroned Dalton Castle and the boys. That definitely was, I think, very predictable. That was obvious. Yeah. yeah. Captain but, Obvious, table but, for one. But, but this is where I actually was able to catch the event uh, for the Rio Nevada Pure Championship. Wheeler Yuta once again <laughs> becomes the first two-time Ring of Honor Pure Champion defeating Daniel Garcia. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, which was a double dog collar match. The Briscoes 
become, once again, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, defeating FTR. Poor FTR, this was not their week. Uh, for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, Samoa Joe retains against Juice Robinson. And for the Ring of Honor World Championship, thank God, Claudio Castagnoli makes Chris Jericho submit in the <laughs> swing. And... I think that's the first time anyone's tapped out in a Superman swing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, he spun that guy around. Put <laughs> it on the elderly like that. Very fast. He should have <laughs> swung him into the audience. Wow. Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> into the Usos. Jeez. <laughs> And this is our co-host, Heather, who manages to hold the integrity of the name Insight. Should have started in Mexico and stole his passport. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words here. I don't know if I dare say anything else because Heather's adding to the entertainment value this week. <laughs> See, she, she's she's like she's like she's like she's doing like the same like like the right, like like the promotions. It's like you you set the expectations low by her little speech in the beginning. And she's like, oh by the way, here's my silver tongue today. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Thank you. What was that know, about right? that brain fog? I don't know anything to the show. I don't, I don't. I don't know what I bring to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to know, just listen to this podcast later today. You'll know what you're bringing now. <laughs> why, is it, why is it called the Heather Podcast now? And then it says the Heather Podcast and John. The Heather Pod. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Well, why don't we go ahead and since she's already on a roll, let's Heather right? let, let's let there Heather get it out of the way first. <laughs> um, okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that um Athena actually has a belt now. Uh, I was hoping that she would dethrone Jay, but at least um she has a belt now. I was happy that she did that. And yeah, it was actually Keith Lee that won the match because Swerve walked out. Uh, okay, is it Gates of Agony or is it the Embassy? Because I keep hearing both. Well, the, the entire group is the, the Embassy, but it was the team of the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Okay, because I kept hearing both and I didn't know what the name was. So I think they might have changed it to Gates of Agony, I think, because I think that they are just calling Gates of Agony now. Okay, um, that which, you know, that was a no-duh match right there. Um, and I'm so happy that Willard Uter won and the Briscoes FTR match. Oh my God. That was just, that match was just crazy right there. I mean, it was just wild. And some of the things that they were saying during the match, he was like, and one of the FTR, I, I don't remember which one, he said, murder him. He said, fucking murder him. I was like, oh my God. I heard him say that. And like, I, that match was good right there. And, um, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. That was pretty good. And I love, love, love that um, Claudio is now the new world Ring of Honor champion. And like I said, he should have he swung Chris Jericho into the audience. <laughs> tell, why don't you tell us how you really feel and don't sugarcoat it this time. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good show. I really liked it. Carlos? 
do I even dare ask? How? So, 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 I mean, let's just start with this. So, Heather, if you could get that gold star ready for me, because I'm on my predictions, I got nine out of 12. So, I'm pretty, pretty proud of myself on that one. I think I get a gold star and a rainbow for that one. Send, <laughs> yeah, him, you do. <laughs> send him the chart now, Heather. Just send him the chart. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, but again, I mean, my my feeling going into this was that it was I because I, again with 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 TK, talk, you know, talking about that he was gonna the rumors were he was he was gonna be announcing their their whatever deal they had. I had the feeling that this was gonna be a whole reset for the whole Ring of Honor, and that you know we're gonna start seeing the separation of the AEW guys and the Ring of Honor guys. So that's why I thought it was gonna be a clean sweep of champions. But I do like that Samoa Joe's kind of staying with Ring of Honor. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be dropping the TNT title pretty soon. Um, but as far as the show goes. Uh, I thought it was a great show by Willow Nightingale. Again, I think she'll be the obvious obvious choice to challenge Athena. I love the the upset by Top Flight. I thought that was really cool. I, again, they're one of my favorite tag teams as well. Um, but again, I kind of felt bad. <laughs> I kind of felt bad for um, for the you know what's the other team called? I can't think of the name. Real quick, um, but Matt Taven and. Um, what are they? they have, what, what are they, what's the uh, brain fart? See, I'm a brain fart too. But you know, them, them being just brought in, I kind of thought I was kind of shocked that they lost. Um, I, then I, I kind of would, as far as the opening match goes, I would have liked to see Preston Vance teaming. Am I still there? Yeah. I would like to see Preston. I would have, I would have liked to see Preston Vance team with Rouge instead of instead of his brother because to me, he just he just had the guy join the faction. Why isn't he kind of in the match? Um, again, I, I love the win for Athena. Like I called it, and again for me, I just think it put, her heel work has been amazing. And again, like I was like at first, I was like Heather too, where I kind of thought you know she should have been the one to be thrown Jay, but now seeing her as a heel and her just talking about it, like I, I watched her interviews and she in the in the, in the post match, like she she she's comfortable being a heel. Before she went to WWE, she was a heel, and so just seeing seeing her get to do that, and, and, and she's just talking about you know like the fact that TK trusted in her even after she was getting harsh criticism about how about you know how stiff she was in some of her matches. He never lost faith in her. Again, just hearing a, a talent get rewarded for believing in themselves makes me really happy. And again, like Ted's covered in his spot, we need good heels in wrestling. So I love that she's she's enough. She's a, just a good heel, and I'm glad to see her as a heel. And again, I just like seeing her character work pay off. Um, again, I, I love the whole. I love the violence and all the whole card. Again, I like Gates of Agony winning because again. You know, Brian Cage and I are from the same area code, and he he liked my tweet. So shout out to the five three zero. Again, I love Wheeler Yuta and Garcia's match. <laughs> Excuse me, but again, just the violence of it, like Wheeler Yuta, Garcia passing out. I, I again, I just I like that. You know, I feel like that kind of pays to the crowd who watches Ring of Honor. You know, I just I love seeing that. Love seeing Wheeler Yuta get his belt back. Um, my, you know, again, I'm probably the only one who says this, but I didn't really like the fact that FTR and the Briscoes was in a dog collar match because to me, like a dog collar match should be like for a blood feud of two tag teams that hate each other. I mean, and even like, you know, like, like MGF and CM Punk, to me, a dog collar match should be about, um, about, you know, a blood feud, like guys who really despise each other. And these teams have a lot of respect for each other. So again, the match was great. And again, I'm not, and, I'm, and again, and again, after seeing it, I liked the match too. Because at first, I thought it should have been the Ass Boys, but, but again, seeing the payoff and seeing the Briscoes win, I get it now. But again, it was it was an entertaining match. But to me, again, it's one of those things like just like how they're getting how they're getting, how WWE is getting rid of the of the. Um, of the hell of the self interview and actually saving it for the ending of a, of a feud that warrants it. I would really like to just see the dog collar match be, be safe for a feud where you have a good heel and a, and a good, and a good face and where the, where the heel needs to get their, the, the faces to get the come up, come up and on the heel. And that's my only thought about that. Um, 
I love Claudio getting the belt back. Um, you know, with the rebranding, I would like to see Claudio and Wheeler stick with Ring of Honor, and I'd like to see maybe, like again, a, a new BCC for um, AEW with, with Kanosuke and, you know, maybe even Daniel Garcia joining uh, Mox and Brian Danielson on that side um, and representing them in AEW. And then my one thing, and the reason why I kind of picked I picked um, Claudio to win is because I really, I on, and this is just with Jericho being so inside Tony's ear, I really think we're going to be seeing a, a face turn by Jericho soon so he can be with MJF. And I really, I think, and I think even though I think that's what's going to happen with Jericho, I think he's, well, he's, he's in a turn face so he can be with MJF for the title. And that's kind of all my thoughts about that final battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely like the fact that <laughs> We had Athena take the championship off Mercedes. Uh, one, because Athena plays a heel really well, as you mentioned before. Um, I love the fact that we've moved all the Ring of Honor championships to the talent that more than likely are going to be representing and being moved to that brand. Unfortunately, I do. I, I'm hoping they continue the Black Pet, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to have the original members as it did before. Like Carlos mentioned, it'll probably compose of Moxley, Danielson, and two new members. Because if they put the championships on Yuta and Castanoli already, that's pretty much a sure sign that we're going to see them move on and being taken off the AEW programming. Um... As far as the whole thing with the Swerve in our glory, I don't know why they continue to team those two together. The last two matches, they went their separate ways in in the middle of the match. There's no sense to continue that angle. Have Swerve and Keith Lee go at it and get this over with. Have them move on with their single careers. Although it was a good match um, with watching the... Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia. It was, I loved the way that Daniel Garcia actually found a way to take the rope advantage away, the three rope advantages away from Wheeler Yuta in that entire match. Two of them, he pretty much forced it. Wheeler Yuta didn't have a choice because he was on the rope, and that's what broke it. That shows you what a great heel Daniel Garcia plays. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship color match. I don't think we really needed that to be a color match at all, like Carlos says. Um, color matches need to be for those who really hate the hell out of each other. I also, yep. I also, I also kind of feel AEW's used the dog collar match just a little too much already in the three years it's been operating. I think we need to really reserve that match for. Something very special. A pay-per-view match, yes, for sure. I just don't think we need to use it more than once a year. Probably even once every couple of years is more than enough, to be honest. Especially with what Heather mentioned earlier in the AEW programming. Too much blood lately. It's kind of gotten old. I, I really wish maybe we just get away from that just for a little bit. I can understand it once in a while. I understand accidents will happen once in a while. And that's fine if they bleed from an accident. But the blading and all that other stuff, I just I just think it's run its course. And 
you're kind of insulting the fans if you just kind of keep going with that same bid every damn time. Like when Hangman was the champion, he was bleeding every damn title defense. Does he really need to bleed every damn title defense? Not really. Um, Ring of Honor Television Championship, smart move to keep it on Samoa Joe. I think he's going to eventually pass the champion, the TNT Championship back to Wardlow. I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen because <laughs> we see the promos between Wardlow and Samoa Joe. And the Ring of Honor World Championship, I love seeing Claudio get that back. Um, I think, though, it's going to be a different direction with Chris Jericho where... Like Carlos has mentioned, he's in Tony Khan's ear. I think we're going to end up seeing Chris Jericho be more of a more involved as a backstage role rather than uh, maybe even going back to a face. Who knows? You can't even go wrong with him going face and trying to challenge MJF for the championship. That way, I guarantee you, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to challenge you on that because you've been. Doing pretty good lately these last two weeks with your predictions. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to challenge that. Uh, it's really hard for me to comment on the rest of that card. Like I said, I didn't get to it until right at the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. And if I didn't have things to do this whole weekend with a new job title and everything, I, I would have been on everything this week. So um, my apologies for dropping the ball. But luckily I have two co-hosts that were... Definitely on it this week, and I appreciate you both. Uh, words will never. That's what a team's about. That's what a team's about. Exactly. Words will never express how thankful I have. Yeah, if I can get it out, no words can express how thankful I am to have you two join the team with William and myself. So we appreciate you two each and every week. I don't really have anything else to add to. Final battle. Do you have anything else, Carlos? Well, I think maybe we can just talk a little bit on the air, like we talked about, like we were talking about before. So we started recording about the Ring of Honor deal. I just think it was like a, I think it's a big out for Tony Khan. I think, and I, again for me, like to, to backtrack a little bit, I think he picked like the wrong week to stop stop talking about Ring of Honor because I feel like he was like even on both programs, he kind of wanted to talk about the paper being promoted, but he wasn't going to, cause he was trying to listen to the fans and be like, I don't want to talk too much about ring of honor, but it's one more week. I wish he would have just kind of gone all in and just kind of promoted it more. Cause it kind of seemed a little bit weird to me in that kind of sense. And again, for me, it's just one of those things where like, I, with the ring of honor, this, with they being on, you know, honor, honor club, like we were talking about earlier, I just, I wish he would just include the pay-per-views for nine ninety nine a month. And I wish that he would also put the AEW back catalog on there too, because obviously Warner Discovery doesn't um, want Ring of Honor programming. And I feel like Tony Khan's using is using like that maybe as an excuse for the ratings being down again. Like, but again, I just I just wish we were getting more of the AEW catalog and maybe the Ring of Honor pay per views for free with the programming on there for the nine 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 a month. And I think it'd be totally worth it. Heather, did you have anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Carlos. Uh, the thing I'm a little disappointed is, is you already have the streaming service for Ring of Honor, and we talked about this earlier. Yeah. To me, I don't think it would be that much more difficult to just get the AEW brand under that. The one thing. Oh, I'm get, yeah. The one. The one thing I would change though is <coughs> AEW is already well established Wednesday nights with the Dynamite program. It's on TBS now, right? 
I can't remember. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. With that being said, take your rampage program there on TNT. See if you can work out a better deal. Get a two-hour time slot. If you can't, the one-hour time slot's fine because Ring of Honor programming, I believe, was only one hour anyway. To me, change the label from AEW Rampage to Ring of Honor Rampage or give it a different title. I don't care. I, You got the platform right there to get your other brand going. Use it. You don't necessarily need to have two shows for AEW right now. I think AEW and Ring of Honor just need to find to get their niche going. And once they get their niche going, then maybe we can look at additional programming down the road. But I would take one of the YouTube nights, too, and whichever one's the smaller one, use that for your Ring of Honor. Use the other for your AEW. Then you got basically, two, you got each brand having one internet show and one main TV show. To me, it shouldn't been that hard of a concept. And then use your <laughs> use your streaming platform for like exclusive content, you know, like backstage interviews or, you know, like, you know how WWE does some of their specials, you know, like the tape. Is it dinner for three or table for three? Table for three, yeah. Yeah, you know, or have like you know interviews with different talent on their personal stories, stuff like that. But you can also use the streaming platform like WWE does with Peacock. You can use that for your pay-per-view slash premium live events, whatever you want to call it. Um, you, you know, honestly, I don't think fans would have any uh, conflicts with that. That's- well, even like yesterday, yeah, like and for me too, like to piggyback off what you said, like I would like to see even like, okay, we're, we're going to commit to a year of doing a live ramp, doing rampage live every week. And then, and then, and then if you're going to, and if you want to keep the ring of honor program separately, you know, tape it the same day you tape rampage, you know, but like just to make just something to show, Hey, we're, we're trying to make this work and, you know, kind of go along with the ride with us, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's no different than when you watch WWE separate raw and SmackDown. Even yeah. though even though Tony Khan owns both AEW and Ring of Honor, it's no different. Just make Ring of Honor the one night, keep it the, as the Ring of Honor roster there. The, the, the other night, try, yeah. The other night, keep it Dynamite and keep the Dynamite roster there. There's no need. Yeah, try it for a year. Yeah, try it for a year. Try it. See how it goes. If it does well, keep doing it. But if it doesn't, then just combine them, then just unify the titles, you know, and get rid of it. You know, if it's not, if you're not going to get the TV deal and make money off of it, why keep it around? Exactly. Because, I mean, the pro- the problem with the two promotions is they have too many similar championships. Yeah. You got the AEW trios where Ring of Honor's got the six-man tag. I mean, the TNT championship pretty much holds the same value as the Ring of Honor television championship. Obviously, Ring of Honor World Championship and AEW World Championship. There's just no sense to having both brand titles on AEW's programming and vice versa. If you, then I think it's funny because uh, the women's the women's title is the best looking belt Ring of Honor because Tony didn't he didn't keep the new belt design when he brought the men's title and went with the old one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 
sadly, I actually like the original Ring of Honor world title. I, I do. It just brings, well, like the... I WWE, mean, the big R logo in the middle. Well, kind of. You you watched uh, Jim Crockett Promotions turn into oh, yeah. WCW. That, yep. the, the version of the NWA television championship, the one that Arn and Tully and Dusty... You know, the silver one, yeah, the yeah. silver old yellow school. See, yeah, I agree. That, that that was one of my favorite championships. One, it, oh, I it, love the TV title. Yeah, one, it's unique, and two, it not every champion. The working man's title. Not every championship looks great in gold. I'm sorry, they, sure they don't. I mean, a lot of the belt collectors, you'll see the majority say they love dual plated. I hate dual plated belts. I I I either like it as. The 24 karat gold, as they call it, or whatever it is, or I like the silver championship. I just, I just don't like dual plated. It doesn't do it for me. It does it for a lot of others, but you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that likes the original title designs too. Not necessarily all the original title designs, but some. But anyways, now that we kind of went off track on. That. <laughs> Uh, you're still with us, Carlos? I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. We're going to take one last break, and we're going to go right over our top tens for last week. It's time for our top 10. We're going to go ahead and start off with Heather. She's going to give us her 10 up to her number one. So, Miss Heather, let's have it. Okay, for number 10, I have Alexa Bliss. Number 9, Axiom. Number 8, Roxanne Perez. Number 7, Darby Allen. Number 6, The Acclaimed. Number 5, Claudio. Number 4, John Moxley. Number 3, Willa Yuta, number two, the Briscoes, and number one, FTR. So, I guess it kind of, I didn't hear it too well. What was your, who was your number six again? Uh, number six is the acclaimed. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right, Carlos, let's have yours. So, I, I want to give a, uh, as Arnold mentioned, uh, Sol Ruka, who actually killed it on NXT um, on the pre on their show on Friday nights real quick, and also Will and Nightingale. But uh, my top 10, and Speedball, Mike Bailey, too. But for number 10 for me was Top Flight. Um, my number 9, or number, yeah, number 10 was Top Flight. Number 9 was um, Josh Alexander, who, again, if, if you don't usually watch Impact, I suggest you go watch their match this week. It actually killed it. Um, number eight was FTR. Um, number seven is New Day. Number six is Roxana Perez. Um, number five was the Briscoe Brothers. Number four was Grayson Waller. Um, number three was Athena. Number two was Ricky Starks. And number one, Susie Me Daddy Ass, it's the acclaim. <laughs> I think you're a little biased on that one. Hey, they're they, they the main event. They beat, they beat the best tag team in the world. They, that's, they, that's where they get the spot. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. I, I, I'll give them that. I will give them that. All right. Thanks. With my top 10, my number 10 is Ricky Starks. 
My number nine, I kind of pulled a William, so a uh, big shout out to William to get feeling better. He came down with a little bit of food poisoning this weekend, so um, I kind of did two for number nine, FTR and the Briscoes. I thought, even though I'm not, I didn't really care for the dog collar match, I still felt they put on one hell of a wrestling match for the Ring of Water Tag Team Championships. Uh, number eight, Wheeler Utah. Number seven, Heather's favorite, the Usos. Number, number, <laughs> number six, The New Day. Number five, I went with Bailey. Number four, Roxanne Perez. Number three, G yeah, Grayson Waller. Number two, went to Athena. And my number one, the new Ring of Honor world champion, Claudio Castanelli. And da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah, all I can think of is uh, who the hell had that theme music on the video game? Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, there, no, there was a video. There was a video game that had that same rhythm of music. I just uh, yeah, man, it's driving me nuts. Oh, that sucks. Anyways, mission accomplished. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now. <laughs> All righty. Well, now that we got our top tens out of the way. Uh, why don't we go ahead and give our shout outs to? those we appreciate heather let's start off with you okay obey jess as usual for always being here um lord um <laughs> ted um the heel billy hill with heel truth um brian uh, brian ballard with tap out talk uh um that's all i can do right now i'm getting tired no worries. Why don't we uh, go ahead and move on to Carlos? So the ones that have usually shots out is on NWL Machine and then Bader from Wish. What's the name of their podcast? It's the uh, Welcome to the Shiz Show. Welcome to the Shiz Show. They're very entertaining. They talk about more other things than just wrestling too. So definitely give our boys a, a listen. Um, and then I, we just had him in the in the room for a little bit. But Rob Santa Rob infamous rated R. Um, Sarah Execution 84, um, JB Styles, Speedball JB, um, Alan Theus at Alan Theus 23, and then Saint at Saint Wrestling 1. It's all my shout outs for the week. Awesome. I want to give a shout out to a few individuals. Uh, one that just had a birthday recently and then a little bit of a health scare, but we wish him well. Uh, William, he goes by at MagsMags on Twitter. Also, want to give a shout out to Suki01. Shout out to Austin Boyer, who does the Wrestling World. Really awesome podcast he does there. Also, want to say uh, great job by Fan in the Van. He's been doing a really great job with his podcast. He does about two episodes a week. Same with uh, 1420 Sports Bar. They do some really great uh, inside with their knowledge of different sports also want to give a shout out to Today We Laughed and Learned, a couple of ladies there that will get you for sure laughing with some of their stuff. Not only they make you laugh, but they uh, actually do a very good job with learning some different things that nobody probably ever really goes into and checks out the history of what they talk about. Um, also, Chimed In Podcast. And a new one, I've well, they're not new, but uh, newly listened to films and 
I think it's films and f fermented or fermented films. I forgot their alias. It just came to my mind. I'm sorry, guys. But um, I'll. But yeah, that's it for our shout-outs. I want to go ahead and get our credits going. Thank you to Lipson.com for hosting our podcast. Without them, we wouldn't be on every platform out there. Uh, you can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, Good Pods, Deezer, all those other audio streaming platforms. If we're not on one, please uh, feel free to let me know, and I will do my best to get it out there and upload it to their servers. And also, if you do listen to us on Spotify, Good Pods, or even Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and a review if you can. We appreciate to hear any feedback you have for us, and we'll even read them on the air for the next episode. Thank you to Pixabay.com for allowing us to get or allowing us to download royalty-free music to use for little breaks and the intro and our exit. You can also join us on our groups. Uh, more recently, we actually started a different uh, Facebook page. You can find us at the Wrestling Fans Insight. But our main group is the Fans of Pro Wrestling. We also have a website, thefansofprowrestling.com, and also new domain registered. You can find us www.wrestlingfansinsight.com, which will take you actually right directly to our podcast page and you can see every episode we've done so far this year. You can also leave us a voicemail at area code 385-367-4772. Leave us a voicemail. And who knows, maybe it'll get played on the next one. and Or, sorry, it might air on our next podcast episode. So, yeah, be sure to check that out as well. And more importantly, you can reach all of us on Twitter. Heather, you want to give your Twitter handle out? It's at Famagirl underscore the number four underscore EVA. Famagirl forever and Road Tide bitches. Hey, she remembered this week. <laughs> All right, Carlos, you want to give your two? Uh, yeah, it's at C to the LOS 77. And then my nonprofit is at Conquer the No. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. And you can reach my brother, who's missing this week, at William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-H-O-P-P-E, number 8, William Hoppy 8. Uh, send him some well wishes if you have a minute, and I'm sure he'd love to hear from anybody that uh, he would love to interact with. And you can also reach me on two different Twitter handles. First, the podcast handle, uh, at WF Insight Podcast. And at John, G-O-H-N-W-F, Insight. Yeah, other than that, uh, wish you all a great week. Hope you all stay safe. It is going to be snowing. Looks like a good chunk of the country these next couple of days. So bundle up, stay warm. We'll be back again next Sunday on Twitter Space at 3 p.m. Eastern. And my co-host, do you have, do you two have anything else to say? No, I don't have anything to say other than thank you all for listening. And thank you, John, uh, for always having me. And I appreciate y'all. No, we love Stay you, safe, Heather. everyone. Stay safe and let's keep spreading kindness is all I got to say. And that's all I got. Thank you. 100%. Be kind, be respectful. <laughs> and, you know, most of all, just 
be a decent human being for heaven's sakes. It's the holidays too, so you shouldn't need the holidays for that reason, but just always be kind. That's going to be your wrap up for us. We'll catch you all next Sunday.